Welcome to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by TireRack.com, WeatherTech, RockAuto.com, and State Farm. Here's your MotorWeek podcast host, John Davis. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to our MotorWeek podcast, 172. And uh, we're sitting in Studio C in our MotorWeek World headquarters in Owings Mills, Maryland, around our, uh, what did we decide this, a keystone-shaped table. We have Brian Robinson, our writer-producer. Happy to be here, John. And also our motorcycle ex- uh, extraordinaire Expert. tester. Our online content coordinator, Greg Carlos. That's me. And our video producer and also editor, Joe Ligo. Glad to be here. Who is also the producer of the podcast. So you can blame this all on him. I can't produce anything. Just say the word. He's a producer. He's, he, you know what? does a producer mean? He has yeah. to bring it all together. A friend right? told me it's just a glorified mom. No. Well, that's true. I, yeah. You bring he just all kinda, the pieces together. He just kind of the guy that holds. Holds the clipboard while everyone else yeah. and is makes working. the coffee. Yeah. I found out. Anyway, uh, we have a lightning round, a viewer question, rant and raves, all of the normal features that we have on our podcast. But we're going to start off with some vehicles uh, that have been around our shop of lately: the 2018 Audi A5 S Line and also S5 Sportback. And who would like to dive in first? These are actually two very, very different cars. I, I have to, I have to gush a little bit. I took Ooh. the the A5 S line for a weekend, and that's only a four cylinder. That thing was a blast to drive. To just really get on a straight, flat road, just get on it. It just, I don't know. It just loved to to accelerate for a four cylinder. It was, it, is, it was a lot of fun. Well, it's a four cylinder turbo. I mean, it is kind of amazing what we're, the power we're getting out of two hundred and fifty two um, horses out of uh, two liters these days. They both were. They're different cars, but yet they're variations on a theme. They both have a coupeish profile. One, of course, is a five door, and one's a coupe. It's interesting how we have bastardized the meaning of coupe. Whoa. I guess. No, I, uh, I'm with you on that. Yeah, well, you, you just like a coupe's not a coupe anymore. And they yeah, call yeah. it a coupe, well, and it's a five-door it hatch kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, but I think that the A7 um, pulls it off better than the A5 does. I think the A7's proportions are just better. It's mm-hmm. more suited to have four doors in a coupe style. The A5 didn't really do it for me. This they call it the Sportback. Uh, but I do enjoy having four doors. I. I've just always liked being able to have a, have four doors and be able to throw because I often, for whatever reason, have stuff with me. Yeah. in the back instead of not necessarily so people. So if dog. I can get that, that's or great. Dogs, the the right? S5 or the A5 uh, coupe certainly looks better, but uh, if you're looking for some utility, the uh, Sportback has it. Yeah, the A4 was our luxury sedan of the year, or sports mm-hmm. sedan, which was, I guess, sports sedan. Sports sedan. Yeah, sports and, sedan. Uh, yeah, these are just variations on that theme, the true coupe. Which I thought looked pretty good. It was a good looking. Uh, and then the Sportback, which we previously didn't get here in the U.S., so this is the first time that we've gotten the five door hatch here in the U.S. Um, but both, uh, you know, great additions to I mean, an already a great car. We didn't get it here for the primary reason that up until very recently it didn't look like Americans were going to buy hatchbacks, right. and now yeah. they've become more in vogue. I guess it's if you know, call them four door. Coops, then people like them more. All yeah, of a sudden, exactly. more than a hatchback. Yeah. The hatchback's like station wagon, dirty words. I know? like the interior too. On the, I, I only drove the the actual two door coupe, not the mm-hmm. sportback. But I like the interior on it. Uh, no wood. I like that they had the. I don't know if it's aluminum, but it felt like real metal because when it was cold, it actually yeah. felt cold. Mm-hmm. But whatever yeah. the metal trim is, aluminum or nickel or 
you know, whatever it is. Oh, that was yeah, no, it <laughs> metalized it's, plastic. It's true it looks aluminum cool. in the S-Line trim. And that another interesting thing, that was, I wouldn't say an ultra-based car because it didn't have the S-Line trim mm-hmm. package, but – yeah, no wood trim. It was it was pretty pretty yeah, cool. and pretty reasonably but priced. just as fun as you know if you could spend a lot more and not get any more fun out of it. So, have Audi, especially uh, Fords and the Fives, have they replaced the BMW 3 Series as kind of like the benchmark for compact sports sedans? What do you think? Uh, we certainly made that claim last yeah. year when we called the A4 sedan our best sports sedan. Uh, and I would say in most ways, yes. It's just the BMW has tried to be more luxurious, and which it has, but it's lost a lot. They rely too much on electronics, which they all do to a large extent. But um, There's just something about the way that an Audi feels now that correct. when you get into it, if you're looking for that driver connection, they seem to have that uh-huh. in spades. Hmm. Um, moving on to our second vehicle this is a vehicle that's gotten some controversy around the office mainly because uh, not all of us have driven all the variations uh, the new uh, 2018 volvo xc60 kind of like their smaller version of the xc90 that's uh, in three versions the t5 which is a uh, 250 horsepower turbocharged uh, two liter the t6 which adds a supercharger to the turbocharger with 316 horsepower and then the t8 we had in here at the office and this is the cream of the crop but it's 400 horsepowers however it's turbocharged supercharged and of course it's a plug-in hybrid and i gather from just discussions around the office that that was not a, a favorite vehicle. A lot of people had some qualms with the T8. But let's talk about the um, XC60 in general. I think everyone agrees it's a great-looking vehicle. Uh, but go from there. Yeah, if you like the XC90, which I think most people do, um, the does. XC60 will, you'll, you'll probably like even better because I think the proportions are actually even better. It's, uh, it sits a little bit lower to the ground. And it's a prettier vehicle. It's more too. compact, yeah. yeah. Um, there's really not a bad angle on that vehicle. Um, there's a lot to like about the interior. It's presentable. The screen, um, which I'm, I'm like, not sure is it standard. That's a standard screen. Yeah. 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 Tab, yeah. Volvo yeah. tab. I mean, it's it's even larger, I think, than the the uh, Tesla t- uh, screen. I believe it. It looks mm-hmm. nice. Um, a complaint would be that some of the menus and some of the buttons are a little bit small, especially for the clientele who's probably going to be buying a Volvo. Um, but Really good looking. Uh, I'll go to the negatives now. The shifter was one of the worst. Because the E shifter was terrible. Yeah. Um, so not only, and most of them, and maybe I was using it wrong. Most, if you hold it back or forward longer, you go into. If you hold it forward, you go into reverse. Mm-hmm. If you hold it back, you go into drive. This one required you to double tap. Yeah, it did. Which it was is annoying. Really, really annoying, yeah. and that's just bad. I can't defend it in any way i ended up in neutral more times than absolutely because yeah. you just forget about it yeah. and i'm sure once you drive it for a while you get used to it, it seems yeah. like all these companies just fired their ergonomics people like i just don't I, see the point i don't no doesn't seem sense. like there's an ergonomics engineer in sight when it comes to e-shifters i really don't think so and um more specifically on ours was the plug-in hybrid it's great and i love the fact that they're going plug-in um but they need to sort out their braking system because it's basically impossible to come to a smooth stop with the brakes as they are 
Yeah. And I don't recall that I the rest of the staff hasn't driven the 5 and 6. I have. I recall those vehicles as having very smooth brakes, typical of the XE90. So it uh, it may be specifically to the regenerative yeah. braking system. But I think they've got another gangbusters on their hand hit and they're also pricing it very very competitively. We've had a couple of people write us and tell us what they've been able to buy XC60s at and they're really astounding. It's like they're certainly not luxury car prices way under that. So made in China. Huh? Made in China. Made in China. <laughs> a lot of it, especially the engine. The um so both those vehicles that we talked about today, the um, the A5 and the uh, S5 Sportback, are all three of them, and the XC60 are on uh, near-term uh, shows. Yeah, from they'll Motor be on Week. the show soon, and they go up to YouTube after, like the week after. So if Almost you missed the show, yeah, you, you can have no catch reason it. to miss it. No excuse. Also, you can watch uh, full episodes of Motor Week on the pbs.org slash Motor Week site. But, Joe, you've got something special coming up in the show. This is an outgrowth of something that Joe has a passion for, and that is old muscle cars, in many cases, cars that have been forgotten. So we're running the first of a new historical segment called Muscle Car Memories, in which Joe is not only the producer, uh, but he's also the voice. So why don't you tell us what people are going to see on this first episode? Right. So this was something John and I kind of came up with called Muscle Car Memories, and we wanted to focus on muscle cars that aren't already done to death so we kind of have said from the no beginning gto right we said no like boss let's, mustangs right let's hold off on the well-known ones and focus on some lesser known stuff and what better way to start than with a 1969 american motors amx a two-seat muscle car two-seat and uh, a little bit uh, bizarre but a lot of fun to drive and a pretty fascinating history behind it so the first segment is a combination of driving impressions and history of the car and even some pricing information for somebody who might want to go out and buy one so hopefully is it on your uh, list wish list yeah i mean if i was one of those guys that had a shed full of like 20 cars now, it'd probably on. be one we of have the to 20. tell everybody on, what man. you drive well sure uh, see i can't afford an amx on on my salary but i did buy a a, plea? <laughs> oh, yeah, really. i did buy an uh, an amc ambassador which and is then a took big, the rear seats out so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a big sedan but it has the same motor as the amx it just has an extra two tons of steel with it but no back back to the segment muscle car memories the it was a lot of fun i i a big thanks to the owner who let me borrow it uh his name we'll just call him homer he was a cool guy let me drive his car and, yeah, fascinating history, a lot of fun to drive, and looking forward to driving a lot of other old muscle cars that are maybe yep. lesser known. Oldsmobiles, Plymouths, Buicks, you know. We've got some other things that we're thinking about. I didn't and, realize this uh, was going to be a recurring segment. Glad to hear. Yeah. Bring yeah. about – we don't do sometimes enough on Motor Week of some of the great uh, classic cars uh, of our re- our memories, Not you know, going back just even to the – 50s, 60s, and 70s. And so uh, this will be a nice addition to the show. Thank you very much, Joe. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to episode number two already. Okay, our lightning round is here, and it's time to respond to something that uh, we picked up in the news, and Joe picked this one up. Yes. Uh, Celebrity wrestler 
John Cena. John Cena! By doing the the hand wave, is being sued by Ford Motor Company for buying a new Ford GT supercar and then selling it in less than a month later. Ford requires GT owners to sign a contract saying that they will keep the cars a minimum of two years. Since John Cena is a well-known social media personality, Ford is seeking, quote, damages for loss of brand value. Uh, ambassador brand ambassador activity and customer goodwill, close quote. Should car companies be allowed to dictate how their cars are sold and what owners do with them, or is Ford being overly controlling? Oh. Anyone, I mean, you do sign a contract when you buy something like that. You didn't have to buy it, and Ford set some pretty strict rules on it. So it seems to me that you should abide by the contract, whether that's the right thing to do or something else. You didn't have to buy the car. Any other yeah, comments? Yeah, the whole point was to keep people from just buying them and flipping them and, and making them. money off of it. Right, they which, wanted which to he put probably these, did. They wanted mm-hmm. to That's put these in the hands of people that really wanted the car yeah. to have the car and drive the car, not people just looking to make a buck. So I, I applaud them for, for sticking to that. I do, too. I mean, ordinarily, I would say, you know, it's it's once you buy something, it's your business. But this was a special vehicle in a special situation. Joe, did you have a comment or you just want to well, hit I the just, bell? I just want, <laughs> everybody right? gets their 30 seconds. Everybody yeah. gets their – so my, my 30 seconds on the matter, I'd say I think Ford is – Ford planned with who they sold these cars to to get a lot of free advertising on these people's Facebook and Twitter and Instagrams sure. and stuff. And so I understand why they're seeking lost. That's why they didn't sell me one. Right. They're seeking lost advertising <laughs> basically. And so I understand that. But at the same time, I, I think that – I think what John Cena did was kind of like a lame thing to do. But at the same time – Maybe taking him to court isn't the best PR move. Well, but they probably had a situation where if they didn't do something, then everybody else would feel free to do it too. They had to set Make an he, example. He, yeah, set an example. Greg, any comment? Yeah, I would have to side with Ford as much as I don't like siding with, with big corporations. America. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you signed a contract. You knew what you were getting into. And, yeah. and to John Cena's credit, I don't think he's really fighting it a whole lot. He's like, yes, I sold it. I sold it for a profit. He allegedly said he was going to pay them like 70-some grand for initial damages, but then Ford says he didn't pay them back. So I think that's kind of what the, the current issue is. Yeah. So, Well, you're up on this issue. Yeah, yeah. well, I just, I just read up. You love your wrestling, don't you? I do. I'll get me some wrestling. <laughs> well, you know, it's one thing to basically hold somebody to task, but there is a limit maybe on how far yeah, it'll be. I'm it. sure like everything else now, it'll just go way too far and get – everybody's attention for too long if ford gives me a gt i'll post about it on twitter every day (laughs) all 12 of my followers (laughs) okay viewer question time andre and we have to admit andre we had to uh, truncate your question a little bit because it went on quite a ways but andre says i've watched your shows since i was a kid in the 80s you are my go-to for car test thank you andre very much I read that as go-kart somehow. I don't know how I saw go-karts. Our selective dyslexia is working again today. I'm moving from Atlanta, Georgia to Palm Springs, California. Okay, no more ice and uh, more heat, though. He wants to trade his Audi TT in for something more practical. He's looking at, and there's a long it's list a of cars here. List. A lot of Hyundai, Kia. Yeah. Hyundai, Ionic. Actually, it's all. Kia Nero, Hyundai Elantra Sport, Kia Soul Turbo, Kia Stinger, even a Genesis G70. Okay, 
He wants something fun to drive, good looks, practicality. But here's a kicker. He says, I might drive for Uber or Lyft with the car. And then he also adds, money isn't too big a concern for me. Well, I'm very fortunate for you, well, Andre. The Palm Springs, uh, he's guess. open to other suggestions. What do we think of Ooh, his boy. suggestions? <laughs> and what do we think he probably ought to buy himself, if he, especially if he's talking about something fun to drive and it might be for Uber? I find it odd that, yeah, money's no object. He's coming from an Audi, and everything he lists is from Korea. He's, like, way cheaper. Well, maybe he's, maybe he's looking for ultra-reliable. I mean, Kia too. would love to hear that because they've been trying to make better Audis for years now. So uh, I think he would love to hear that. Well, you know Benny D is going to say Kia Soul Turbo because that's, like, always his, I, his thing. Cool I do like that, too, but... And it's Again, not bad the whole, for Uber. You the got whole the money, no people's. option thing. I'm just everything's going through my mind right now. Let's just say let's let's keep it to these. I could see why you'd get a a soul maybe if you want some utility, but the honestly, there's not a ton of room for. So for, mm-hmm. if you're hauling people mm-hmm. around an Uber, they're not going to be super happy with you. Most people want Uber to be comfortable. Yeah, and if the if you went Genesis G70, um, that's basically a stinger, right? Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You might even be able to get into Uber Black territory and pull in some higher fares. I'm not totally sure how that all works. Never driven Uber, um, but uh, that would certainly yeah. If you have a luxury car, happy. you're allowed to like choose client, your and, customers. And, yeah. and that actually brings up a very important point. He's moving to Palm Springs. Most people that live in Palm Springs are fairly well off, or and if they're not fairly well off, they like to pretend that they are. Why don't you look at something else, something unusual, something that makes you stand out as a driver? Not and a Tesla. Do not buy a Tesla not, because they're like Camrys in California. Well, yeah. The uh, one that strikes me that uh, he should consider is the Alfa Romeo Stelvio. Uh, you know, something unusual, a good-looking vehicle. It's an Alfa Romeo. It, on the other hand, is a practical utility with a big hatch and a decent cargo area in the back. Uh, admittedly, it's not uh, the roomiest in the second row seat, but it's it's okay. If you're just hauling people around for 15 yeah. minute trips, yeah. it certainly something gives off, like that. It gives off a premium vibe from the yeah. outside too, and that's what a big. I mean, that's a pretty big deal, I'm sure, yeah. for people in Palm Springs rolling up to, I don't know, wherever they're going, they yeah. want I mean, to look good. What if he if he's Ubering? What about some kind of like Lexus hybrid? You know, RX hybrid or I think ES they'd be hybrid or something fine like that. choices. Uh, probably pretty common out there. Where yeah, I was also. trying to give him something that would be unusual, but yeah. Right, so, yeah. I mean, definitely, if I was calling an Uber and he showed up in a Lexus, I'd say okay. This you know, is especially if it's Uber Black. Right. I'm, I'm getting my money's worth. Andre, I hope that helps. All of your uh, choices were actually pretty good ones. Uh, if the, if you want us, in my opinion, if of the ones you said. Uh, I'd be looking at the something like the Kia Singer or the Genesis G70 of your particular list just to make a good impression uh, if you're going to be an Uber driver. Uh, and thanks for all the great comments about the show. It's uh, loyal uh, viewers like you that keep us on the air. Rant and raves, folks, before we close out this edition of our MotorWeek podcast. Anything that uh, has struck you lately that uh, you want to talk about, good or bad, in the automotive world? I- and I was going to say, I, have, I haven't heard much talk around the office about the Tesla press event from a couple weeks ago, like because, good or bad. Because I'm just, we I, weren't there? Or? Well, no, just that, I mean, everybody seems to have an Which opinion one, on it. Been, been, there's been actually several. Are you I'm talking about the sports it. car? I'm talking about the, tr- the semi-truck and, and the, the Roadster event okay. they did. And I'm just, I was surprised by almost the, like, non-reaction from my coworkers, but... 
you know, everybody knows I'm a Tesla like fan. Well, so why, that's don't not you, really why don't you why don't you tell us what you thought about it? And I'll tell you what I thought. The vehicles are really cool, but I can't help but feel like they were just doing it to like boost stock prices and distract from how bad they're. Doesn't sound like Tesla at all. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say I think it's I think it's a sleight of hand to distract how far behind they are with the model. Anybody that knows anything about Tesla knows that their first car was a Roadster. It was based on a Lotus, and they did it, and we tested it, and we liked the car, and so it's like okay, so now you're going to do an exotic car. Basically, that's what. You know, the $250,000 is for. Okay, but right now you're having trouble building your mass production car. I wonder if you shouldn't be concentrating more on that. As far as the semi, there's a lot of work being done by the trucking industry with uh, all-electric semis. They sound like a great idea until you start loading up, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 pounds of cargo and trying to struggle it around because in that case, it's going to take an awful lot of batteries. And you wonder, here's a fellow that's basically been doing light-duty vehicles, and the trucking industry has been working very hard on this. He might have had a magic bullet when it came for cars, but I'm wondering if he's not actually trying to overreach when it comes to tractor trailers. But having said that, it's very difficult to doubt anything that Elon Musk uh, sets his mind to. But, yeah, I think it was a little right. bit of a diversion away from his current I problems. think the company's going to get indigestion. They need to focus on one thing at a time. Uh, you know, what, what's opinion your opinion of what's going on now with the Model 3? Uh, does anybody think that it's really dire? Do they think he's going to pull it off? or what, what? You're the Tesla expert. What do you think? Uh, I, I think I think it's a case of just that they're, they're trying to do too much, and they need to the, – the thing that Tesla's great at is designing really cool futuristic cars. They're not great at manufacturing. Well, so but the Model to, S and the Model X are excellently built. I mean, you know, we've all been shocked at uh, – as the rest of the press has about how good those cars are. Granted, yeah. they're six-figure automobiles in many cases. Yeah, I, I just think it's uh, – it comes back to, like I said, that indigestion thing. You're more – I just think they're going to choke on too much opportunity. They, I, if, I would say focus – Focus, focus, and get the get your production up. Then devote resources to yeah. to these newer projects. I think six months from now, when if he's able to actually start churning out Model Threes in a decent number and start satisfying some, some, the many hundreds of thousands, isn't it? People that yeah, four hundred thousand plus. Uh, I think everybody will be ready to talk about some of the other uh, aspects he's got. Right. And I guess since I've been a doubter. Uh, on his automotive efforts from the beginning and now have become like, wow, he's a pretty amazing guy. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll do it. I think it's going to take a little bit longer than, than he predicted, which yeah. is typical. for. And him. it's not like any of us want him to fail. Or no. At least he, I'm speaking for myself Absolutely mostly, not. but I, I'm assuming the there rest is, of you guys There are a lot of people out there that probably do, but I don't think you can – I don't think an auto enthusiast can be among that. You know, so good luck, Mr. Tesla. Let's uh, – Get the uh, Model 3 right. Uh, I knew you Musk. would have a strong opinion on it, John, so that's why I was well, glad I'm, I could I'm, open that I thought I've been very wishy-washy producer. myself. I've been, you know, not, uh, not the strongest advocate, but not, the, not a big detractor either. And that uh, kind of brings to a close the traction that we have for this Motory podcast number 172. I want to thank Brian Robinson, Greg Carlos, and Joe Ligo for all of their uh, support and input today. 
for the lively show that we produced and for audio engineer Jim Bigwood making sure that it gets out to everybody that is listening. And by the way, our Motor Week podcast is also available for you to view. Uh, Our podcast creator, Bob Mixter, is the one responsible for getting this whole thing off the ground, and we thank Bob as well. To all of you, you can watch our weekly editions of Motor Week on most public television stations. Go to our Motor Week website, motorweek.org, for information as to where and also daily news updates and the first impressions from most of the new models that we drive. And you can also watch our show beginning every Tuesday night with a new episode on the Velocity Cable Channel. To all of our advertisers, thank you as well. Till next time, I'm John Davis. Thanks for watching and just simply being a part of Motor Week. You've been listening to the podcast of Motor Week, television's original automotive magazine. Motor Week is made possible by TireRack.com, WeatherTech, RockAuto.com, and State Farm. For additional information on podcasts, videos, and showtimes, visit our website at MotorWeek.org. And watch Motor Week, television's longest-running automotive magazine series, each week on your local PBS station.